Yes, indeed. And, folks, it is now time for what you've been waiting for, Straight Talk with Father Jared Johnson in studio at uh, Mayo Pharmacy in downtown Bismarck. And uh, we encourage your uh, questions. And, in fact, we are in, uh, sweetening the pot a little bit this morning. The first two callers to call in with on-air questions will receive a gift card to a restaurant in their uh, in their local area generously donated by local businesses so folks uh, get on the phone call 877-795-0122 that number again and my wife always says Mike you got to slow down when you say that number it's 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, and we are at Straight Talk with Father Jared Johnson. And again, uh, the first two callers to call in with on-air questions will receive a gift card to a local restaurant in their area, generously donated by that restaurant. So, uh, as I was uh, uh, visiting with you earlier, uh, Father Jared, and uh, the mass uh, at seven a.m. at your parish. Um, and we started talking about the readings this morning. And we have the uh, Mary and Martha uh, story in the gospel this morning. And uh, could you give us a piece of your homily about that? <laughs> Funny that you ask, Mike. I actually preached on the first reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> from okay. the uh, prophet uh, Jonah. Jonah, yes. Yeah, so Jonah, I skipped Martha and Mary. That's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've given too many homilies on, on, on them. On so I, I ran with the uh, the with first the reading. Okay. And what I mentioned about the prophet Jonah is that, as we know, he was the uh, the prophet to the, the Ninevites. And what every prophet in Israel did is essentially called the people to whom they were sent to repentance, to turn away from sin, to turn away from their evil ways, and to turn back to God and being faithful to him. And, and Jonah was one of the most successful prophets in doing so because the entire city of Nineveh repented and they and they turned away from sin and turned back to God. And so um, oftentimes when we think of repentance, we think of big sins. We think of, you know, uh, incredible things. But we're all called to repentance, to turn away from um, sin in our life, uh, every single one of us, and to turn back to God and to, to be following him and facing him and being faithful to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the... Uh uh, straight talk yesterday. Um, you were a guest on on the show yesterday. With yeah, Father. I was the first guest for Father Craig. Uh, we uh, talked about the uh, Rosary Congress, and yeah. you were mentioning earlier that uh, he's bantering a little bit about how many callers he had in yesterday. How many did you say? Fifteen. <laughs> well, we had uh, twelve questions. Twelve questions. Twelve questions. So uh, that uh, the staff uh, at Fargo said that that has that's a that was a record for the number of questions handled during a straight talk. He must have paid them all right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they all got gift cards, not just the first two yeah, uh, two callers. Yeah, he was up to something there. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, one of the uh, uh, questions that came up uh, yesterday while we're waiting for our first two callers, that's 877, please call, 877-795-0122. You can also uh, uh, put your question or comments on Facebook are on our website, uh, yourcatholicradiostation.com. That's yourcatholicradiostation.com. And again, the number to call, uh, first two callers get, say, a gift certificate to a local restaurant at your hometown 
877-795-0122. I shouldn't say at your hometown, but but at, at, in your area. You might have to drive a, f- a couple miles, but uh, it will be in your area. Um, one of the questions that was uh, called in yesterday was uh, uh, that Father uh, uh, Craig didn't get an opportunity to answer it fully was uh, there was a gentleman and he compared his his uh, uh, fatherhood he had three children and uh, and and again uh, our heavenly father and uh, his uh, discussion was on uh, I I just have a hard time with uh, uh, our a soul being condemned to hell for eternity and uh, I think of my three sons and how they are uh, very prescient, even though they make mistakes. Uh, I would it'd be hard for me to a- condemn one of my sons uh, to eternal damnation. And so uh, that was a discussion that was started yesterday. And I was just wondering uh, if you could <laughs> expand on that. And well, I didn't have a chance to tune into that question, but uh, I'd be interested to know. Interested to know how did Father Craig um, approach it? Well, it was uh, it was a uh, uh, you know a discussion about uh, uh, certainly uh, the heavenly Father loves us. Uh, we uh, uh, he only wants he only wants us to get to heaven and be with him. That's his uh, love that he has for his uh, earthly uh, sons and daughters. And he explained that we are we are given free will. God gives us free will. And we can choose to follow him or choose not to follow him. We can choose to uh, uh, accept his gift of uh, Christ the Savior or not accept the gift. Yeah, so, and kind of building off that, yeah. I mean, we, a person also needs to talk about the freedom to be in union with Christ. That we do have free will and we have the ability to freely choose, I am going to be in union with our Lord in, in responding to his initiative, knowing that the life of grace is always the initiative of God, and our job is to respond. And one of the ways I think oftentimes uh, eternal damnation would be described is, you know, not choosing to be in union with God. And, you know, um, one of the images that sometimes used is this image of, of isolation. Because when an individual chooses not to be in union with, with anyone, but especially our Lord, they're we're talking about a certain kind of isolation that um, that hell can oftentimes be described as. And so um, I think the, the moral of the story, or the moral of the, the point here, would be the incredible importance of freely choosing to be in union with our Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, a listener not on the phone wants to know about the Sabbath. Uh, as it always has it always been on a Sunday if not why was it changed to Sunday ah well the word Sabbath literally means um, rest and so uh, the Lord in his divine uh, wisdom his infinite wisdom knows that we need rest and it was one of the commandments um, of course given uh, to keep holy the Sabbath to keep holy the day of rest and for our for the people of Israel, for uh, for the Jewish people, 
that day of rest was always Saturday. The word Saturday and Sabbath is actually the same uh-huh. day in certain languages. Very interesting. Spanish, French, Italian. You can recognize that. So the word Saturday literally means the Sabbath, the day of rest. Um, and so for obviously thousands of years um, throughout Judeo culture, that was the day of rest. Uh-huh. And then we, of course, know that something happened on a Sunday morning where the tomb was empty because Christ had risen from the dead. That was on the first day of the week, Sunday. And interestingly enough, in other languages, the word Sunday literally means the Lord's Day, referring to Christ the Lord. Uh And so um, for us as Christians, um, we no longer have our day of rest on, on Saturday, but because of the resurrection and the incredible, indescribable way that changes everything. Um, early, earliest Christians um, worshipped on Sunday. Their day of rest was on Sunday. I see. Well, that is very interesting, Father. I, I tell you what, uh, um, you know, drive, uh, getting in your car, turning on the radio, Real Presence Live, if you were driving for two minutes across town, uh, you would probably have heard that explanation for the very first time. I've been on this earth six and a half decades and uh, been a cradle Catholic, and I've always uh, wondered about that, and now it's clear. So Saturday was uh, uh, considered in the Old Testament uh, the, uh, the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Latin interpretation or... Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the word Sabbath, um, well, in, in Hebrew just means uh, means rest. Uh-huh. And so the word Saturday is the same thing. And, you know, oftentimes when we think about rest, and for us as Christians, a day of rest on Sunday, it doesn't mean i got to lay on the couch all day and watch the Vikings yeah. <laughs> uh, win or lose um, or whatever it may be. But it means I do something different than the rest of my week, that I don't have to lay around and eat chips and watch football, but I do something that gives me life. Um, and so that's why it's so wonderful that the, so many families really try to keep the Sabbath holy by doing family things, whether it's a family dinner or some type of outdoor activity or something like that. And so my encouragement to people is always to find things that are different because the week gets long at times for people. And, and Sunday should be different. It should feel different. And um, obviously, uh, worshiping our Lord at, at Holy Masses is a priority, and uh, and so it's wonderful that we're able to do those things. Yes, and then that piece of history that uh, happened uh, 2,000 years ago on Easter Sunday uh, made all the difference in so many ways, but it also meant uh, a holy day as now Sunday. And for the early Christians, and in even looking back now 2,000 years, a lot of people point to the fact that the day of rest changed from Saturday to Sunday in a culture because the earliest Christians obviously would have been Jews and the fact that the day of rest changed from a Saturday to Sunday is just one additional proof of the historical reality of Christ's resurrection from the dead that the resurrection of Jesus got the holy day of rest to change from a Saturday to a Sunday that's no small thing. Incredible piece of knowledge there. Uh, thank you so much for that, uh, Father Jared. 
And uh, again, we need to get the number out. It's 877-795-0122. And you could uh, call that number. And the first two callers, they do receive a gift card to a local restaurant in their area, uh, generously donated by that local business. So please call 877-795-0122 with your question. Father Jared uh, is uh, with us in the studios at the Mayo Pharmacy in downtown Bismarck, North Dakota right now and is uh, willing to take your question. You can also uh, put your question on Facebook or uh, on our website at yourcatholicradiostation.com. So uh, we have uh, uh, a question coming in on Facebook, but uh, as, we, uh, as we continue straight talk, one of the, uh, well, here it is. It's Daryl on Facebook. Uh, what does it mean for God to love us with an everlasting love? What does it mean for God to love us with an everlasting love? Yeah, so, you know, in, in the New Testament, when the word love is used, the word love today can mean a lot of different things, right? In the English language, Absolutely. we can say, I love coffee. <laughs> I love Real Presence Radio. Right. I love my mother. I love my vehicle. I love the Vikings. I love God. And we use the same word love for all these different realities. And obviously, each of those need a certain degree of love, some larger, some, some smaller, smaller, right? Mm -hmm. And so whenever the word love is used in the New Testament, for example, God is love. Or when St. Paul says to the Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, love is not boastful. The word that's used is agape, the Greek word. The New Testament was written in the Greek language. And the word agape is a particular kind of love. That love, and that's what Daryl's getting to here, is everlasting. And the four typical characteristics of, of, of agape love, divine love, the love of God, God is love, would be this is a love that's free, meaning that God freely chooses to love. It's a love that's total. There's no holding back. It's faithful, that God is always faithful in his love, and it's fruitful, meaning it bears fruit in the recipient of that love. And so the best way to think of the love of God would be this free, total, faithful, fruitful. This is divine love. And that's what we're called to imitate. But, but in terms of what it means for God to love with an everlasting love, I think that would be the easiest way to, to answer that question. And, you know, oftentimes we can think of God as this kind of, I don't know, just a bigger version of ourselves, <laughs> to be frank. Um, and we say that God loves God isn't simply love isn't something God just does love is who God is His, he can do no, nothing else other than than love and so oftentimes what we need to do is be able to trust that God his very being his very existence is is agape love he's this free total faithful fruitful love mm-hmm that then uh we have uh, another question, Roger uh, from Fargo. Uh, not on the phone, but uh, or is he on the phone? Do we have Roger on the Doesn't phone? Doesn't look like the transfer went through, but we uh, have his question here. 
Roger from Fargo is wondering if we can talk about the importance, or me, I guess this is straight talk with Father, uh, <laughs> if I can talk of the sacrament of reconciliation and obviously it's one of the seven sacraments um, that uh, that we have in our church and the sacraments uh, instituted by Christ and the sacrament of reconciliation is obviously one of the great blessings um, that we have in the church and as a priest it's we got Roger on the line I good morning Roger good morning Yes, thank you for joining us at uh, with the Straight Talk this morning. Thank you very much for calling in. What, what is your question? Well, sometimes I'm a little bit uh, uh, lacking in my uh, getting into reconciliation. Uh, I do go to daily mass, and I'm uh, I'm a pretty regular uh, at uh, daily mass about uh, five out out of seven days a week. So it's a matter of uh, just. Uh, uh, remembering that there's some times that I better get back into the confessional and uh, kind of clean up my act, and uh, I just uh, wanted to say that this is probably something that uh, I finally got in last week and and uh, kind of did my thing. So uh, I just have Roger. to learn how to schedule it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And, and that's such an important thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes in our culture today we can be minimalist, so we want to ask what's the bare minimum required. And uh, the Catechism offers the various precepts of the Church, the five precepts of the Church, things like going to Mass on Sunday and Holy Days. Um, and one of those precepts of the Church is to receive the Sacrament of uh, Reconciliation at least once per year. And so for anyone out there who happens to be a minimalist, uh, the bare minimum in the church's teaching in the catechism would be to get to the sacrament of confession at least once per year. I know that a lot of people have the wonderful practice of trying to go during the various um, penitential seasons of, of Advent and Lent. Uh, a lot of parishes here I know in the Diocese of Bismarck anyway offer penance services for those um, seasons where there's more priests available because oftentimes people don't like to go to their pastor for confession and so we bring in priests from outside to hear confessions and so that's a wonderful practice to go during those um, penitential seasons of Advent and Lent. Um, some people the practice go into confession once a month and, uh, and obviously um, there's times when a person needs to go because they are in the state of, of mortal sin, of serious, um, of knowing they're in sin, of, of some type of grave sin. And have so um, in terms of giving a straight answer, this is called straight talk, in terms of <laughs> giving a straight answer, you know, it's kind of all-encompassing. So I thought, Roger, I'd try to kind of take it from the 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 minimalist perspective to those times when we really need to go because um, a person is in grave sin. Sure. Does that help? Well, I, yes, it, and uh, I, uh, I I guess I find some of the things that I I do I like uh, going thirty five in a twenty five zone and things like that. I take my foot off the gas then and remind myself that that's not the right thing to do. And uh, I look at that as a venial sin, if, if at all. But uh, I've, I've cleaned up my act over the years. Used to be a potty mouth as a kid. <laughs> so Well, most, most kids are, right? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Uh, no, what you're speaking to, Roger, is the fact that um, 
that conversion is real and, and grace is real and transformation takes place through the grace of God. And it's wonderful that we're able to look back at our lives and see how conversion has taken place. And so that's yeah. uh, great to hear. And, and all glory to God and thanks be to God for the gift of faith that you have and in responding uh, to his invitation. Well, thank you for your information, too. Yeah, yes. join us again. Yes, Roger. Thank you very much for calling in. And uh, I'm sure the staff in the studios there will uh, talk to you about your free gift certificate. Congratulations. And thanks again. And all the best to you. God bless you, Roger. We have Gary from Montana on the phone. Um, Gary, we're going to turn it over to you to ask your question for us now. Sure. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I would just... I drive every day, and I just was thinking. I just listen. I always listen to Real Presence every day and EWTN. But they were they were talking about um, Christ's burial, and he was he was placed in a tomb. And so, where did the practice of putting our bodies after our dead bodies? into the ground where did that practice come from so i think you're spot on there gary um in connecting our own practice of of burial of traditional christian burial back to how um the disciples of jesus and his mother treated his body right that they they wrapped it in a linen shroud and and placed it in a in a tomb Mm -hmm. now i don't know what part of montana you're from um, but Eastern, way, Eastern, Eastern Montana. Montana. I imagine if we went out further west to the uh, Beartooth Mountains or the Rocky Mountains, um, we might find a few places that would make great tombs where we could take some uh, and make a tomb out of the side of a mountain. But in most places, we just don't have those types of, of locations. So I think what I'm trying to say here sure. is the principle of burial of, of the body in a traditional way is consistent with how the disciples of Jesus treated his body, and so modeling that. Um, and just practically speaking, there's not a lot of places around uh, this world that are like uh, Jerusalem that would have those types right. of locations and caves and so on and so forth right. um, for, for burial. Um, a person can also point back to the early church and in the burial uh, in, in catacombs and in those types of things um, where earliest Christians worship that oftentimes um, the earliest Christians worshiped and celebrated Mass at the tombs of their loved ones, um, which then brings us into the practice of having relics under altars and that kind of thing. But um, the early church also um, buried the dead uh, either underground um, or in some other uh, suitable location. Sure. And it, and it's, and that's what I was thinking, too. It was, it's just a matter of where you're from and space, the space that you have in your area is that correct yeah and then you know you you go down south in this country and you got a high water table where it's hard to do right burial six feet underground because of, of the water and sure. what that would do um, to our loved ones uh, uh, remains right. and so um, I think a person just needs to take into consideration the circumstances of where they live sure and so so the casket would be the, a symbol of uh, Christ being wrapped in swaddling clothes, or I mean, or in the what do you call it? Uh, in the um, the Barry? shroud, the um, the cloth. linen in shroud, the shroud, the yeah, cloth. I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, in the shroud, yeah, yeah the, in the shroud. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, 
in, in I suppose the casket also just a very practical way of, of burying and in meeting different health codes and that kind of stuff. But um, sure. but it's a yeah interesting thing to to consider and to look back at. Okay, well, thank you for the answer and yes. clarifying on that. Appreciate yes. that. Well, Gary, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the live show on Straight Talk this morning and uh, from eastern Montana. Uh, are you scheduled to get uh, six inches of snow where you're at, Gary? They're talking about it. Not looking <laughs> forward to it, but they're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe we'll uh, get lucky and we'll miss out on the deep snow. But uh, all the best to you, Gary. Thanks again for uh, calling in to Straight Talk. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate bless. you. God bless you. Lines are open on our Real Presence Radio Network, Real Presence Live for Straight Talk, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Call in, and we will do our very best to answer your question. Yes, well, Father Jared, you're doing uh, just a great job addressing all these questions. We're sure glad you're here. Happy to be here. <laughs> and uh, so thank you again for squeezing this in. And again, we have a few minutes left. Uh, we have about two and a half minutes. We could get one uh, last call in here. Uh, please call us at 877-795-0122. Father Hochalter obviously has a much stronger following uh, than I do with his dozen callers yesterday. But <laughs> well, he... That's a good thing I don't take things personal. <laughs> well, he, I don't know how much you paid him, but uh, right. anyway, uh, yeah, that was fun. We uh, were uh, in seminary together, Father Hochalter and I. Oh! So we entered seminary the same year in 2005 um, at St. John Vianney College Seminary in St. Paul. And so we spent three years there. And then uh, he went on to Kenrick in St. Louis, and then I was sent to uh, Detroit. But he's a good uh -huh. friend, and uh -huh. he does a great job for... RPR. Oh, with the real presence, yes, indeed. And uh, so, uh, folks, uh, we have a, a couple more minutes here. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and uh, we could you could also uh, 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 put a question, a comment on Facebook. And again, that number eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And we want to remind our listeners that we are at Mayo Pharmacy in downtown Bismarck on North 4th Street. We're going to have um, some exciting things coming up on here here on the show soon. We will tell you about, but we're grateful to our wonderful hosts here at Mayo Pharmacy. Stop in, um, get your vitamins, get your prescriptions, and also pick up your rosary and crucifixes. We're uh, really thrilled at the generosity of our friends here at Mayo Pharmacy. Yes, and you've mentioned the Vikings about two or three times uh, in the last uh, hour here. You know, they and say on those Sunday football games, uh, accounts of this cannot be retransmitted or disseminated in any way. Yeah. I always wonder, does that mean we can talk about the Vikings, or are we going to get <laughs> well, uh, a lawsuit against uh, uh, oh, us? Oh, no, as long as they win, we can talk about it. Okay, that's so, good. good. So they did win last good. weekend. Well, so. I, I'm a Twins fan, and my parishioners know that, so I can't really talk about the twins this morning because it was a long night and uh if you're a twins fan you know why it was a long night and not a lot of sleep but uh <laughs> the season is now over officially for them. over oh, okay it's officially over so uh well, they had a good run this year they did mm -hmm. yeah a great season okay uh well folks uh gee we uh, uh i believe we could take uh, one more question here um 
uh, or uh, yes, we are at the hard break time. Uh, we want to thank all of those folks that have called in uh, on the phone. We want to thank those that uh, uh, were on Facebook and uh, put their comments and questions on Facebook. And uh, so thank you very much. And um, we are coming up with a hard break here. And, uh, and uh, Father, uh, any, any f final uh, comments as we close Straight Talk here? No, I want to thank um, all of our, our listeners. I got a text here from, from a friend. I have to um, see his question is, is it a sin to get upset over 10 inches of snow in October <laughs> and we don't have our crop off yet? And so uh, thanks to my friends out in Minokin for, for asking. Um, just uh, God takes care of us, right? And so uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Pray, hope, and don't worry, Padre Pio would always say, right? Amen. Amen. So, thank you to all those who called. Um, thanks for calling from uh, both ends of uh, Fargo and then also way out in Montana and also with your questions. Remember, the segment is on at 930 Central every day, Monday through Friday.